25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All right, let's do it. Hour two underway here today with you on this Thursday in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Also, we stay connected to you here on the show because of Seaspire, the number one network in Mississippi. Seaspire, customer inspired. You may have heard about it. If you haven't, though, just a reminder here, and I can tell you about it later. Shoot me a text. If you need more details, I'll send you a link. But over at cspirehealth.com, learn more about the Cspire Health app. The Cspire Health app. If you have that app on your phone, minor ailments, sicknesses, things that aren't major. We're not talking broken legs and stuff like that, but, you know, minor sickness, ailments. You don't have to get in the car and go to the doctor. You pull up that C Spire Health app, click it, log in, and you will be speaking to on video chat, video conferencing on your phone with a medical professional at University Medical Center. And a lot of times they can diagnose you right there, help you out with prescriptions, what you need to do next, all of that, without ever even leaving your house. That's the C Spire Health app. Get it. And by the way, if you're a C Spire customer, those visits have a copay of $29. How about that? Isn't that incredible? I mean, 29 bucks. Really? All right, let me set you up. If you're watching on the stream or if you're listening, I need you to know that you can be a part of the show. I'm going to tell you different ways that you can do that. First up, call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The uh, number to the phone line, 995-1059. That is a 601 number, 995-1059. Text me on the text line, 885-ESPN. 885-ESPN. If you need the numbers, it's 885-3776. So uh, please text me. That's a good way to be a part of the show also. And uh, you can tweet me as well, at Radio Wyatt. Let's start it off today with Jeff on the Divinity Equipment phone. Jeff listening in Jackson. What's up, Jeff? Hey, man. Everything's good. Oh, um, I just want to call about the D.C. You know, I read his bio, and, you know, they talk about all the uh, top 15 and not top 25 defenses he had up there is with San Diego State, and, you know, that's all good. But, um, you know, it's a little bit different animal down here when you get to the SEC, as Joe Moorhead found out. Mm-hmm. Are you a little concerned that, you know, Lent, uh, Coach Leach is bringing in all these uh, Cougars, and now he's got all this uh, D.C. from San Diego State, and they're going to get a baptism?
baptism by fire when they step into that SEC? Well, yeah, I think that's a concern. I mean, it's a legitimate concern, uh, Jeff, for any state fan. Yeah, but you got, I think Chip is going to have a lot better um, record at Ole Miss, at least initially, because the people he's bringing in know about the SEC, and, you know, he's put time down here. Yeah. So, you know, all these people talking about states going to be this, states going to be that, you got a learning curve. But another thing is that your strength and conditioning coach. You know, I wasn't really impressed with his bio. You know, if he's that good, somebody would have pulled him from Washington State, you know, before following him, leech all over the place. Yeah. I'll hang up and listen. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. You know, I mean, it's kind of like um, – I was talking to somebody yesterday. They were asking me what I thought about the um, the Arnett hire. Zach Arnett, defensive coordinator or new defensive coordinator for Mississippi State, asking kind of what I thought about it. And, you know, the way I answered it, Jeff, was you know, I like a lot of it. They were very good at San Diego State. Number two rush defense in the country last year. They were a top 10 scoring defense. They only gave up like 12 points a game, and they're playing with players at a level where there's a lot of high powered offenses out there moving the football, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I like a lot of that. I also like the dynamic of young and aggressive, meaning. If you're young and you get a coordinator job and you want to do this for a living, relatively young, if you want to do this for a living, you can't fail. This has got to work out. You have to set the woods on fire now if you want this to to work out. So I kind of like that dynamic. But, yes, I'm of a believer that the Southeastern Conference is different. It's... It's almost impossible to fully understand it without having experienced it and gone through it. Having experienced it and gone through it is an advantage uh, in a lot of ways. So, you know, you look at certain guys on the staff, there's some SEC experience there. And, you know, for Coach Leach, he, I mean, I played against him 20 years ago. He was coaching offense at Kentucky, so he kind of went through it back then. And, you know, you go back and look at it. They were in the Eastern Division when he was an assistant under Mummy at Kentucky. They were in the Eastern Division, obviously, at a time when the Eastern Division was the strongest. You know, back then, in the 90s, it was, you know, Tennessee, Florida, Georgia. The Eastern Division was much stronger than the West overall. And then it flipped a decade later. But they were in a, there at a time, so there's some some, some familiarity there, uh, also. Yeah, I like the strength deal because, you know, one they got a guy that I, I I know of who played at state who immediately after going through the the Matt Bayless strength program at state post career DeAndre Ward who was a walk on linebacker for state immediately went into strength and conditioning and became an assistant coach and worked his way back, and he's on the staff, and he's got a full understanding for kind of what you have to do. I just like the fact that he came through the the Matt Bayless uh, deal. So what I, what I would say to you, Jeff, is I think that any coach and any staff, you can go out here and shoot holes in it. We can shoot holes in all of them outside of maybe, you know, Saban at Alabama. We can, we can shoot holes in just about any resume. 
um, coming in. And it really is. It's all about rubber meeting the road come this fall. But you, you've you got to win games now. And you can call me crazy, but what I'm telling you is you got to win them now in the weight room. And in this offseason work, throwing and catching with quarterbacks and receivers. And, and in large part in spring, it's big. But also what you do during May, June, and July. It's because if you're a step behind these other programs, or if you're not really going overboard to make sure you're ready as a team physically, then when August and September rolls around, it's too late. You can practice as hard as you want to during the month of August, but you didn't do what you were supposed to do in May, June, and July, it's too late. And the first week it'll show up because you won't be able to finish the game. It's strong. And so, you know, and I guess I know, Jeff, I'm preaching to the choir. What I would say to you is, there's n- everybody's got concerns about their brand new staff, or they should if they're smart. You know, show me a fan somewhere who doesn't have some concerns about their new coaching staff, and I'll show you a fan who's not very smart or who is overconfident. Because the reality is, nothing is a given. You know, we can shoot holes in anything. So there's some things you like, and there's other things they better go overachieve and improve it. I know that much. All right, so what about Zach Arnett? Mike Leach said in a statement, Zach is one of the brightest defensive coaches in all of college football. Having been mentored by Rocky Long during his successful time at San Diego State, Zach understands what it takes to build and run an elite defense. Six seasons coaching at San Diego State. The past two, defensive coordinator. Now, there's a kink in all this in that the guy had recently accepted the job as defensive coordinator at Syracuse. But he ain't going to Syracuse. (laughs) It was reported that he had accepted the job, but he didn't sign anything, so there was no binding agreement. And when Mississippi State comes calling, He decided to go. His quote is, I couldn't pass up the chance to join an SEC program like Mississippi State. Grateful to Coach Leach and John Cohen for the opportunity to be a part of his first-class institution, and that's the statement. Now, Syracuse Athletics Director John Wildhack issued a statement saying he's disappointed that Zach Arnett has decided not to honor the commitment he made to Syracuse University. We would continue to work diligently to find the best defensive coach for our program. There's a note in here that says Mississippi State considered Navy defensive coordinator Brian Newberry and others for the role. So there you go. So he's a longtime um, kind of guy out west. Arnett played at New Mexico for Rocky Long. Rocky Long, highly thought of, just retired. And they had a good defense last year. But again, you know, to reiterate, my thoughts on it are I like the dynamic of someone who is a little younger, who is fiery, aggressive, outside the box. I'm going to go study. I've read a lot about the 335 stuff. But I'm going to go watch some of it. I haven't done that yet. I like the dynamic of a younger coach who, again, if you want to do this for a living, you better start off okay. You can't go flop out of the gate. This has to work out. 
I like that. There's pressure. Yeah, but Matt, won't there be a learning curve to go through the SEC for the first time? You bet. Yes. <laughs> With a period on the end of that sentence. A, good thing the coach is a Ph.D. That's right. He's a doctor. You ever known anybody, Roger, who was a doctor who wanted to be called doctor? Hmm. I've known some of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. You spend a little more time on campus than I do. Like if you don't say doctor in front of their name, they'll remind you? I, I, live, I live for that. Please, somebody say that to me. What would you do? Oh, it depend on the moment. I'd have to pick the exact perfect thing to say back to them. <laughs> you, know how you, you know how people are. You meet somebody, you make an assessment, weak points, strong points. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the individual. Yeah. With a little verbal judo, bam. <laughs> verbal judo. That's good. Okay, uh, Sam on the text line says, food for thought. If Mississippi State hires Mike Leach instead of Joe Moorhead in 2018, which a lot of people wanted, Gardner Minshew likely transfers to his home state Bulldogs to play for Leach. He's paired with the number one defense in the nation. That gives him the number four. And he says that team gives the 14 team a run for their money. And maybe... We will never know for sure, will we? Sam. Jason says, I am not impressed with Arnett's profile, as we saw with Moorhead. It's easy to scheme people when you don't have a distinct talent advantage over the teams you play every week. They're better in most cases. Long history of producing great players in that area, especially in comparison to the teams they play. Talking about San Diego State. They have had some good teams, right? Marshall Falk was a... Uh, San Diego State guy, right? Do I have that right? Pretty sure I do. This says, uh, Mad Mail person says, the fun and gun at Florida destroyed Tim Couch. Just saying. Yeah. The fun and gun at Florida was like loaded with NFL players on both sides of the ball. (laughs) And I mean, Kentucky had Tim Couch, but what else? Seriously, tell me. You got 22 people on the field and everybody focus on the quarterback. I mean, the man can't do everything. So, mad male person is going to bring up something from 21, 21 years ago, 22 years ago, and tell me that, as an example, what it's an example of is Jimmy's and Joe's are always more important than X's and O's. Yeah, they are. Let's see here. True Maroon says, the SEC doesn't have a learning curve. It's more of a learning roller coaster that's on fire. (laughs) And you're strapped in. (laughs) That's right. All gas, no brakes. It's on fire. Roller coaster headed downhill. It's not a learning curve. It's a it's a flaming roller coaster. <laughs> or a learning cliff. <laughs> yeah, learning cliff. A learning bungee cable. Yeah, right. I mean, the SEC is, you know, you come into this league and it's the dad who teaches his kid to swim by just picking him up and throwing him in the lake. That's what it is. Uh, John, 
our buddy John Bond. Bond. John Bond says, hey, guys, just now tuned in. My dad was a doctor. He hated being called Dr. Bond. <laughs> he said, I, on the other hand, relish being called Dr. Bond. But, John, do you have your Ph.D.? Is that what you're saying? No, I think that's why he likes it. <laughs> what is it saying? They get him confused with his dad? Or maybe he likes the musician, Dr. John. Well, he said Dr. Bond, though. Dr. Oh, John okay. was fantastic, and we lost Wasn't him. It? We lost Last him. Year. Yeah. Yeah. Just a complete bummer, man. Complete and utter bummer we lost him. Dr. Yeah, John, you're looking the show right there. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> hey, um, State beat Arkansas in men's basketball last night. It was their third win in a row. They're going to play Oklahoma now in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Last night after the game, the SEC Network caught up with Reggie Perry, who had his third straight double-double in SEC play. And Reggie Perry joining us uh, right now after the 77-70. Reggie, you are on some sort of a, a roll right now individually and right now as a team. 11th double-double this season. What did you think you would be able to do against a smallish Arkansas team tonight? Um, I just knew I wanted to get all my points in the paint and um, try getting them in foul trouble, and I feel like I did a good job of that. Um, I just didn't want to settle a lot like um, like I've done in the past and um, just play the, play the right way and try getting the W. Uh, Reggie, we saw you actually on the other end of an alley-oop tonight. You threw one. Is that part of the game where you, you were trying to be more of a facilitator this year? Oh, yes, definitely. I just want to do whatever it takes to um, get my team to win, and that was the right play at the right time. Uh, so I tried making it, and DJ came through. It was kind of off a little bit, but DJ, I trust him because he has a lot of bounce, so, and he dunked it. Reggie, you guys have won three in a row now. You, you said just a second ago that to play the right way, expand on that. What, what does that mean for you, and what does that mean for your team? What does that look like to us when you're playing the right way? Um, just making sure we have good ball move, movement on the offensive side and just making sure that we play team defense, helping out, um, helping each other out. Um, and we know if we do that, we could be anybody in the country. Reggie, you, uh, you guys get, you know, the unique opportunity once a year. At least 10 of the teams in this league do, and you get it to go face a team from the Big 12. Right in the middle of the season, you're off to Norman, Oklahoma. What are you looking for in that particular game from, from the perspective of what you guys can gain as a program? Uh, we're looking forward to win. Uh, that's all we want to do. We want to go up to Oklahoma and win, uh, play as hard as we can, and get a good um, get a good road game, a non-conference game uh, for us to keep this um, road going. Well, good luck to you in Norman. Uh, we look forward to keeping an eye on that one, Reggie. Thanks so much. All right, thank you. And Reggie Perry, after last night's double-double, led State to the win. Was it 77-70, I believe, was the final? Uh, two nights ago, Ole Miss basketball, they go to Tennessee and get beat up on Tennessee has got a big man who uh, Ole Miss really didn't have an answer for in their game a couple of nights ago. And he was a guy who didn't play a lot on last year's Tennessee team because he couldn't get on the floor. Tennessee last year was just so good and loaded and veteran players and all that. Grant Williams getting all that playing time, and now he's in the NBA with the Celtics. So this guy uh, was really good. I think he was their leading scorer. His name Fulkerson. I mean, careful. John... Fulkerson, 18 points, 10 rebounds in that game, and uh, it was an absolute blowout in Knoxville two nights ago. I mean, I, I don't know 
Look, you know, Ole Miss, an, an NCAA tournament team last year, nobody really accused them of overachieving, but this thing is driving off the cliff fast for Kermit Davis here in, in 2020. That Ole Miss team is an even 500 overall, 9-9. Nine and nine. They are 0-5 in the SEC, and that one was a 73-48 to 48 loss. They go on the road, score 48 points. Rough. They, they got a. They have a project on their hands right now, in the pavilion. But state is kind of on the opposite trajectory. State started zero and three in the SEC, and we talked about that. The games, you know who they are. Auburn's really good. Had a shot at them, but Auburn pulled away, and then go on the road to Alabama, who looks like a better team than we thought they were going to be. And but state didn't play well and got run out of there. You know. It was, Two of their losses there. And then lose the game at LSU on a buzzer beater shot right at the very end in Baton Rouge. So they go 0 3. But now they've won three in a row, two of the three in blowout fashion. All three, Reggie Perry had double doubles. Last night he goes for 26 and 13. And gracious, they're 12 and 6 now, 3 and 3 in the league. They got a chance to do something. And then Saturday, the Big 12 SEC Challenge. State is at Oklahoma on Saturday, ESPN 2 at 1 o'clock. Ole Miss is in the SEC on Saturday, 4.30. They're on the road at Georgia. Georgia coming off a loss to Kentucky. They do have one of the better players in the league, Edwards. On the road for Ole Miss, tough. they, they got to avoid going 0-6 somehow. All right, just getting started, Hour 2. Stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show, I'm Matt. Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau. Go! The home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Hometown heroes. That's Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi in all 82 counties. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Hit me up, Divinity Equipment phone line, wide open to you. The number is 601-995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. The Big Orange Fleet, you're going to be mowing grass before you know it. Go get a zero turn. Try it out. Head on up there to uh, Divinity in Madison or Divinity there in Raymond and just test drive one. Zip around the place. Mow some grass. They may have something to mow. <laughs> But check them out also online, DaviniEquipment.com. Again, the number 601-995-1059. And you can text me, text line open to you, 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. It also is a 601 number. If you need the numbers, 885-3776. So there you go. Jason on the text line says, I've been very hard on Howland since last season. Remember, I picked Liberty on your show. But if 
these assist-to-turnover ratios stay like this, and the ball keeps going inside instead of jacking up three-point shots, 23's a game, State may have something by March. And you know, Jason, that's really what it is all about for most of these teams. It's figuring out a way to get in the tournament and then playing your best. Same thing in baseball. You just got to be in the tournament and then play your best. That's what it's all about. Now, Fletcher on the text line says, Matt, it's about the scheme and the ability of the coordinator to teach and motivate his players to play sound and disciplined football. Joe Lee was the best at it. Hopefully he has the fire of a Joe Lee Dunn. Yes, I can tell you that, you know, back in the day, back in the day, you know, Joe Lee definitely had the respect of the players (laughs) and definitely had their attention. One of those deals of, man, just, You better do it his way, every little thing, or else it's going to be rough on you. I'm talking about physical punishment and work. You know, to get his guys tough and physical and in shape, like he put them through this post during two-a-days now. And you're talking about Coach Dunn was a defensive coordinator at State late 90s during a time when in fall practice we'd have, what, 13 straight days? 13 straight days of two-a-days, 14 straight days of two-a-days, twice a day for a solid two weeks, every single day. Sundays also. (laughs) And after every practice, they would do a certain number of up-downs with Joe Lee Dunn leading the defense in their up-down routine at the end of practice. The thing was, every practice they did more than the practice before. Knowing that They're going to escalate to the point where at the end of this, their last one, they were going to do so many that, you know, they weren't sure they could make it through it. They made it through it. They were fast and physical and in shape. And they absolutely, if Coach Dunn said jump, they jumped. They didn't even ask how high. They just jumped as high as they could. And you're right. That's that's coaching. Okay, and look, don't, don't let me just... Use all your time here on this Thursday, waxing prophetic, waxing poetic on the show or whatever it is. But I'm, I'm, I'm being serious when I say this, and I've used this analogy before. You've heard it, so it's not like it's anything new for you. But I had a coach who walked in and said to everybody, we were young guys in high school, a new coach, he walks in, he says, everybody raise your hand as high as you can. And hold it. And we did. And then he goes, okay, everybody in here, raise your hand one more inch. (laughs) And everybody in there raised their hand one more inch. And the point was to show us and to prove to us that on our own, we are kind of conditioned to do just enough to get by. We just don't do enough. We're just not, you know, as high as you can is as high as you can. But on our own, we don't raise our hand as high as we can. We do just enough to fit in, to get by. He said, and it's my job to teach you, show you, train you, and condition you. So by the time we start playing ball games, 
to do more than you think you can, to get more out of your body than you think you can get out of it, to make more plays than you'll do on your own. That's my job as a coach, get you go a little harder, a little farther than you would do on your own. And doggone, it worked. And you're right, that's the job of any coach. Ponto is on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up, Ponto? Go ahead. I am. It's a, a you know, interject basketball. What's your prediction? Since you predicted the Chiefs to lose, what's with basketball? What's your prediction on the on the SEC? So I think it starts Saturday with about eight, eight or nine games. Uh, SEC versus Big Twelve. What's your prediction? Golly. Can I be honest with you, Ponto? I haven't watched any of those Big 12 teams play. I haven't watched a one of them. I promise you. I'm, I'm trying to think here. You know, so I've seen like one highlight of Kansas State because they got in a fight. <laughs> That's about it. Listen, the team, the team on the bottom is Oklahoma State, the Cowboys. They're the worst team in the league. And they beat Ole Miss by 50. They yeah. be, wait a minute. It was that. Wait a minute. Oklahoma State? Beat Ole Miss by fifty. Yes. Golly, I didn't realize that. Well, I think forty something. You know, it was embarrassing. See, I knew they played Wichita State, but I didn't know they played Oklahoma State. Yep, lost by like forty something points. Wow. But, uh, anyway, Saturday, I'll be happy if State beats Oklahoma and we win one other. But I think we're going to be like two and two and ten, or how many games they are. Well, we'll I'm looking at this. So, so I'm just looking at it right here, like. Missouri is not any good, and West Virginia is 14th in the country. West Virginia is going to blow them out. Auburn is top 15, and they're hosting Iowa State, who's not any good. Auburn should beat them, right? That's that's the second win. Uh huh. That's the second. Okay, so then you got LSU. Okay, so you say Kentucky will probably lose. Kentucky is at Texas Tech. Texas Tech ranked 18th, Kentucky ranked 15th, five o'clock on ESPN. So, you know, and then you got Kansas State at Alabama. That's probably a win for Alabama, I would say. Uh, yeah. Let me give you. A, let me interject another basketball football note. When I was sports editor of the Crane Ledger back in the 60s and the 70s, we had a football coach named Eddie Crawford. Well, what was Eddie Crawford before he was named assistant football coach? Big story out of all this. He was the head basketball coach, and he got a promotion to the assistant football coach. <laughs> that kind of shows you where we are. And it hasn't changed. It has That's not right. changed. Basketball will – maybe the girls will be, and they have been, but the boys won't be relevant. So well, you know, the happen. thing is, Ponto, what's funny about that, too, is it also speaks to, the, like, the historical importance of the sport of basketball at Ole Miss, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. You know, it goes right on back to the tad pad and everything else. Hey, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. God bless. Have a good weekend. You too. Have a good one. Florida is going to lose at home to the top-ranked team in the country, Baylor, in the Big 12 Challenge. I don't know. Kentucky may beat Texas Tech. They're on the road. That's tough. Arkansas should beat TCU in Little Rock. I'm sorry, in Fayetteville. Texas A&M, they not really that much better than Oklahoma State. That could be a good battle either way. And Tennessee going to have their hands full at Kansas on Saturday. So, yeah. I think the SEC will probably win four of those. All right. Wrap it up with you next. Stick around. 
You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Back on the show. I apologize if there's some of your texts that I haven't gotten to. I've had a blip in the uh, little internet signal here that may have interrupted some of that. And so if they pop up here shortly, I'll get to some of those. Roger sent me a note. Somebody called in and was wondering if we could compare the backgrounds of Zach Arnett the new Mississippi State defensive coordinator, to that of Pete Golding, who is at Alabama uh, currently. You know, that would, it kind of sort of requires internet, but I'm going to do my best. Okay, so we know that Zach Arnett played at New Mexico. And then he's been coaching at San Diego State. He spent how many years? Four years or what was it? Five years under... Rocky Long at San Diego State, very respected coach, respected program across the country. And uh, the last two years, Arnett was the defensive coordinator at San Diego State. So if we're going to comp- let's let's do it. Let's compare it then to the career of Pete Golding at Alabama. Who, let's be honest, all right, if you're the defensive coordinator for Nick Saban. Where does that put you? <laughs> really? Where what, kind of where does that slot everything? Now he does have a defensive head coach that he's working under if he's at Alabama. This is Pete Golding. Defensive coordinator Alabama. He's 35 years old, very young. From Hammond, Louisiana. Do y'all know where he played college football? Pete Golding, Alabama, played at Delta State. That's his alma mater. Playing career at Delta State, 02 to 05, was a safety at Delta State. Got into coaching as a GA at Delta State in 06. Then starting in 07 for three years, he was at Tusculum College as the defensive coordinator, defensive backs coach. Back to Delta State as their defensive coordinator, DB coach, in 2010 and 11. Then to southeastern Louisiana, Selah, the Lions of southeastern Louisiana in his hometown of Hammond, Louisiana, uh, as a defensive coordinator 2012 and 13. After that, for two years, 2014 and 15, he coached defensive backs at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, Became the defensive coordinator at Texas San Antonio, UTSA, in 2016 and 17. And the last two seasons, 2018-19, co-defensive coordinator coaching inside linebackers at Alabama. How about that? Very interesting right there. So you go, okay, 2014 and 15. When Dak... Prescott and that team was running up and down the field and getting all the attention. During that same time period, Pete Golding was a defensive backs coach at Southern Miss in Hattiesburg for Todd Munkin. 
And just a few short years later, he's a co-defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. How about that? That's one of those that, you know, while he's a defensive coordinator at Southeastern Louisiana, and while he's a defensive backs coach at Southern Miss, during those years, nobody would have looked at him and gone, hey, within five years, that guy will be a defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama. I mean, they may have, but I'm saying you weren't, and I wasn't. That's all I'm saying. Right? That's all I'm saying. You know, Roger, when you get a hiccup in your Wi-Fi signal, it's about like going back to dial-up. It's oh, yeah. t- it's tough to deal with. <laughs> when it just sits there and spins around and spins around, you know, that's hard to deal with here. Text line, let's see, what did I miss? From a bit ago, Jason said, does Davini have snowblowers? <laughs> Jason is out in Arizona. And you know what? I'll tell you this. I would almost guarantee you that if you need a snowblower, Davini can figure out a way to get it for you. I, I just almost guarantee you that. Let's see. All right. So, uh, coaching experience now for Zach Arnett, who he's born in 86. What is he? So, this year he'll be 34. Zach Arnett. So played at New Mexico. His first coaching gig after his playing career was at San Diego State as a grad assistant on defense. 2011, 12, and 13. Then in 2014, he elevated him to an on-field assistant coach, linebackers coach at San Diego State. 14, 15, 16, and 17 for four years. And in the last two years, defensive coordinator at San Diego State under, again, Rocky Long, who, you know, Rocky Long's one of those coaches at San Diego State. He's retiring now, but you mention him in any coaching circle across the country, and they're like, oh, okay, I'm listening because he's just very highly thought of. And uh, so he's a defensive coordinator for two years at San Diego State, and now he's coming to the SEC. Going to try it out there. Um, In two years, as the defensive coordinator at San Diego State, these are stats now, and you you decide what you think they're worth. He had a defense ranked inside the top 15 nationally in rushing yards first, uh, yards allowed per carry first, fewest 30-point games allowed first, only two of those. Fewest 40-point games allowed tied for first, none, with uh, six other teams in the country. Second in the country in the fewest number of big plays allowed. So statistically, they did very well. They had a unit at San Diego State for two years was very good under Arnett's leadership. So what are you going to do with State's athletes in the SEC? It's not going to be that good right away. But we're going to see. We're going to see. There will be. Something to learn. Like we said earlier, somebody said earlier that the SEC doesn't have a learning curve. It's more like a roller coaster that's on fire. We can kind of agree with that. Uh, Roger, I just have to throw this in there because this is important to me. On this day in 1983, this show aired for the first time. And little Matt, who was just... 
you know, six years old or so, thought this was a big, big deal. That's it. The A-Team. Hannibal. (laughs) Hannibal, Face, Murdoch, and B.A. The A-Team aired for the first time on this day, January 23rd, 1983. And the show intro, you know, they're riding in a helicopter. They're flying a helicopter. There goes the... Shot at. (laughs) Bullet holes in the van. Remember they drove a black van... With the red stripe on it. Yeah. And it had bullet holes in it. (laughs) You thought they drove through downtown Jackson. Or Chicago. What a great show. And everybody always asks you this question. If you were on the A-team, which one would you be? This is what I know. That uh, B.A. Baracus, played by Mr. T, was a cool, cool character. Big muscled-up guy, you know, who was afraid to fly. They'd always sneak... Lots of gold. You remember how, Roger, they used to sneak up on him and, like, drug him, stick him with a needle in order to get him on an airplane. (laughs) And, uh, of course, Murdoch was crazy, but he was funny. We've all got a little Murdoch in us, you know. Face, I wasn't too fond of Face. I didn't like Face. But then Hannibal. The, Hannibal, the old guy. Love it when a plan comes together. Yeah, that's right. He, what did he wear those gloves for all the time? Remember that? Kind of patent-esque. <laughs> yeah. The gloves with the fingers poked out of them. You know, why did he wear those? Hannibal. He'd chew it on that cigar. Had kids all over America wanting to smoke cigars. At one he time. He cancer, but I think. I was Right. One time I told my dad, Roger, I said, hey, he's tough, isn't he? My dad goes, ah, no, he's an actor. He wouldn't hurt a fly. I had the same conversation with my dad. I don't know if it was about the same actor. But <laughs> Man, not, uh, that's TV. Them guys are actors. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Divinity Equipment phone line where Chris is hanging on. I got about one minute, Chris. Got to go quick. All right, thanks for squeezing me in. No, I'm just calling about the defense and state and I don't. I don't, you can't really compare what he's done and what he's going to do. It's, it's completely different offense. He's got different style players, different size players mm-hmm. going against that type of offense out west. So, I, you know, I'm excited. And, and everybody comes up on the, the. Hello. Hey, you're you're good. Go ahead. Got about thirty oh, sorry. seconds. And, you know, hung up on the three three five. It's just the nickel with a variable front. Isn't it? I mean, he can make that into anything he wants. Man, look. People get way, way, way too hung up on 3-4 or 4-3 or 3-3-5. Or, you know, it's just you're exactly right, Chris. Any good coach. I'm more worried about the back end than the front end. Well, and what they're going to do is go, what personnel do we have and where can they play? And how can we match up? And if you're playing teams that are in four and five wides all the time, you're going to have nickel on the field. You're going to have five DBs on the field a lot. Appreciate the call, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, man. Have a good one. You too. Y'all have a good Thursday evening, and I'll see y'all on Friday. See ya! You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.